everybody. How are you doing out there? I am Frodo, your stray bulldog here in horribly balmy Florida. And welcome to episode 17 of Stray Dog Footy Podcast. But from what I hear, my peeps in Tasmania would love some of this heat right about now. So please, come and get it. With absolutely no time to catch our breath between rounds right now, I will most likely keep this episode short and semi-sweet. But, just like sugar, or any other addictive substance, I think we might all go through some withdrawal when there isn't footy every day. But, enjoy while it lasts, I say. So, let's look back at round 10, or this morning for me. West Coast, Fremantle, Hawthorne, and Carlton were out with buys this round, so nothing really to report there. It started off once again with my Bulldogs, this time making the trip to Port Adelaide for a Monday night match. The dogs looked impressive early on, or maybe Port just looked tired, but the doggies were up by 9 points after the first quarter and held on to a 3-point lead going into halftime. Then the wheels totally came off in the third and the power exploded, their pressure causing a few execution errors that were immediately capitalized on. We recovered somewhat in the fourth, but it was pretty much over by then, especially with the shorter quarters. Another reason I hate them. It's hard to make a dramatic comeback these days with less time and the fatigue factor being almost non-existent. Also, I got to feel bad for Mitch Wallace, who, two weeks in a row now, has been sent off with the blood rule as he was lining up for a set shot on goal. He did try to hide the red pouring down his face from the umpires this time, though, even if it was an impossible task. But despite this, he continues to play his heart out and he's almost always involved in a score, in one way or another. And he's pretty dang accurate when he actually does get to take his set shots as well. In the end, Port won by a score of 55-42. to 42. Then on Tuesday, we had the Tigers and the Lions. Richmond have really found their stride as of late and ran over the incredibly inaccurate Lions on the scorecard. A score ratio of 4 goals and 17 behinds is not going to win you many games, and Brisbane lost by a score of 82-41. to 41. But, why am I thinking that next match they will somehow sort out that problem? Hmm. Wednesday's doubleheader began with Geelong and North Melbourne. The Roos scored first, but the Cats came back quickly and never looked back. Geelong walloped North with a score of 90-57. to 57. Then, also on Wednesday, we had the Crows and the Demons. Now, some people might not like him very much, but I have got to say Stephen May from Melbourne is one of my favorite non-Bulldog players. He even was when he played for Gold Coast. He just goes at it so hard, maybe too hard for some tastes. And maybe it's my ice hockey background, both as a player and a fan, but there is something about having a strong, tough, and even a little bit mean defenseman watching over your six that just feels right. The D's were always just a little bit ahead of Adelaide all day, and the gap grew wider and wider until a split wide open in the fourth quarter. At the end of the day, the Demons won by a score of 88-37. to 37. Then we had a doubleheader on Thursday as well. We started off with the Pies and the Swans. Though Sydney led at halftime, helped by a brilliant goal by Dacos the Younger, Collingwood won by a score of 50-41. to 41. But it was an expensive victory as the Magpies registered one injury after another, 
including a particularly gruesome leg laceration, apparently caused by an accidentally illegal stud of a footy boot. Also, Trelor looks like he might be back out for a spell again. Not great news if you're a Pies supporter. Then, also on Thursday, we had the Suns and the Saints. This was definitely a contender for Game of the Year so far. Just a great spirited contest that was exciting all day long. It was also extra special as this marked the first time the King Twins played each other since they were drafted to separate teams. When the dust finally settled, St. Kilda emerged the victors with a score of 78-74. to The last match of the round was on Friday between the Bombers and Giants. After a goalless first quarter, replete with some pretty hard hits, Things finally opened up and the Dons were out to a 29-point lead at one time. They looked sure winners until the last quarter when GWS almost held them goalless and added a bunch of their own with some unlikely goal kickers. With less than a kick in it, the Giants were the benefactors of a rather controversial free kick, which may have had a bit of thespianism attached to it as well, leading to a late goal that put it out of reach despite a beautiful but ultimately too late goal by Essendon in the final seconds. When the circus music the Orange Army calls their victory song blared out of the PA system, GWS had won by a score of 59-55. to Well, with no time to waste, let's look ahead at round 11. Two teams will be riding the New South Wales Pine this week, with both GWS and Sydney having buys. Man, I have to tell you, if I was stuck in Sydney for a week with no footy, I'm pretty sure I would eat enough tiger pies to put the owner of Harry's Café de Wheels in a brand new automobile. Sure, the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House are iconic and beautiful, but my first stop, if and or when I ever get back to Sydney, would definitely be to that not-so-mobile food cart of Ulamaloo. You may know better pies, but I don't care. I want what I want. If you don't know what a tiger pie from Harry's is, think of an Aussie meat pie. Sort of like a personal-sized American chicken pot pie, but with savory chunks of beef and a brown gravy inside. Amazing on its own, to be sure. But to make it a tiger, you then top this pie with a scoop of mashed potatoes, then a scoop of mashed peas, and then another ladle of brown gravy over that. I could really go for one, or even two right now. But I digress. Back to the teams that are playing this round. On Saturday, we start off with the Power and the Tigers. Are we looking at this year's grand final preview? Many seem to think so. I don't know. But the Tigers sure seem to be experiencing a bit of cabin fever up there in the hub. Not that it's hurting their game much, though. But maybe a trip to South Australia will do them some good. Here in the USA, you can see this game on Fox Sports 1. Then, also on Saturday, we next have the Lions and my beautiful Bulldogs. Unfortunately, Crozier is out with a foot injury sustained last week, and boy could we use his skills against the likes of Zorko, Cameron, and Neal. Here's hoping Mitch Wallace can go a game without having his head split open, too, and having to give up his set shot on goal. But the good news is that both Aaron Naughton, the astronaut himself, and Bailey Dale are set to return. Here in the States, you can catch the match on ESPN3. On Sunday, we also have two matches. 
beginning with West Coast taking on Carlton. Both of these teams should be more rested than most, so anything can happen, but the Eagles are definitely looking dominant at home. Can Carlton bring the fire out west? Find out on ESPN2. Next, we have the Demons and the Kangaroos. Melbourne were impressive last round. North, uh, not so much. But both teams have been a bit inconsistent, and this game is far from a foregone conclusion. I think, anyway. Find out how it goes on Fox Sports 1 here in the States. On Monday, we have yet another doubleheader, starting with the Saints and the Cats. Pretty excited about this one. St. Kilda have been a lot of fun to watch lately, and you can see it on Fox Sports 1 here in America. Frio and Hawthorne next put their well-rested skills on display. Hard one to pick, considering both of them really showed some gumption before their buys. However, to see this one here in the States, you will need to either boot up and or sign up for the Watch AFL app, as this one is not scheduled to be shown on American television. As I've said so many times before, go to www.watchafl.com to get the best streaming app ever made. I watch it daily, no lie, and even more now when there's footy every single day. If you enjoy footy at all, you won't be sorry for getting a new subscription for a few months until the season is over, and then next year you can go out and get yourself an international membership from your favorite club to get the same app for the whole season, but also cheaper. Then on Tuesday, we have the Crows and Magpies. Wouldn't it be ironic if Adelaide get their first win of season 2020 against the once-dominant Collingwood, who have been struggling a lot of late, especially considering the game is in South Australia, and they are definitely due an upset sooner or later. I'm not sure I'm ready to pick it like this, but it is an intriguing thought, and not totally unimaginable considering the recent thrash of Collingwood injuries. Catch it on Fox Sports 1. Finally, Wednesday brings us the Suns and the Bombers. Both teams are coming off some very narrow and heartbreaking losses. Who will reverse their fortune this round? Find out on Fox Sports 1. Well, I think that should just about do it for this episode. I will be back soon with another one, as Footy Frenzy is just hitting its stride. As always, I thank you so much for listening. And I would be so grateful if you would be kind enough to share a link to this podcast with your friends and family. This podcast can be found on your favorite podcast player or at straydogfooty.podbean.com. And I would love to hear your feedback. Please let me know what you like, what you dislike, and what I can do to make it better. Is there a particular subject you want me to cover? Is there a particular time in footy history you want to learn more about? Just send me a message, and I'll see what I can do. You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StrayDogFooty, and by email at StrayDogFooty at Yahoo.com. Also, keep spreading the word of the AFL itself. Inform your people about the broadcast times and help explain the rules to the new fans. Maybe even be their tech support to help them set the DVR. After all, Aussie rules is why the damn thing was invented in the first place. As always, 
I think it's prudent to mention that I'm not endorsed by or officially affiliated with either the Australian Football League or the Western Bulldogs Football Club, beyond being a huge fan and supporter. Likewise, I am not endorsed or affiliated with Peg and the Rejected, but I am a fan of their music. I would like to thank them for the use of their song, Red, White, Black, and Blue, which I used a portion of as the intro to this episode, and I will also play us out to their entire song, and, of course, leave a link in the show notes to their music. Okay, everyone, take care, be safe, and I'll see you soon on the next episode of Stray Dog Footy. And if you're lucky enough to be living down under, even if you're stuck at home with the, some COVID restrictions, if you could sneak out the grocery store, get yourself some frozen ones, heat them up, and have a pie for me too. We'll see you next time.